0: Hello, hello, hello. It's Wednesday, and you know what this means. It's time for another edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in the night special guests, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you see all my content. We've got a bunch coming up. It's Thanksgiving next week, so get your turkeys ready. And uh, I've got some football content coming out next week. And also, check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining me from uh, Phoenix, Arizona tonight is my friend Kelly Singh. Kelly, uh, well, she does. She's writes, golfs, contributes, a little bit of everything. And uh, most importantly, she is quite possibly one of the not the biggest Arizona Cardinal fans I know. So uh, Kelly, uh, welcome and uh, pleased to meet you and see you.
1: Hi, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. And how can you help but not be a Cardinals fan?
0: Hey, I mean, uh, this year, I I love to be an Arizona Cardinal fan because watching the Colts play football this year has been a joy. I mean, Kyler has been one of my favorite players to watch. I remember him at Oklahoma. I knew he'd be a stud with Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Wow, I didn't think he'd be this good.
1: Now look at it, yep.
0: Now if only he could stay healthy.
1: <laughs> I think it's just a little blip on the radar.
0: I mean, a uh, few, I mean, everybody gets bumping and bruises doing a 17-game season now. I mean, nobody's 100%. I mean, even Russell Wilson missed time. I mean, Russell Wilson, Mr. Indestructible missed time.
1: it happens from time to time just like you said everybody needs a break i think that's all it is right now just a little siesta a little rest
0: yeah so before we talk about this year squad i wanted to talk about your long time history at the corner so uh, when's your earliest football memory as a fan
1: my earliest football memory as a fan well I actually started liking fantasy football before I even started liking a team. Um, my earliest memories are playing fantasy football with my dad on paper and pen and pencil and all his friends would come over and they would draft their teams and it was fascinating to me and I thought it was so cool to just cheer for the guys on the list, right? (laughs) So not necessarily for a team, but the guys on that list. And it kind of stuck with me all the way through adulthood um, until you start to have an affinity for where you live. You love where you live. We got a team. And this household, my husband's from Baltimore. So I have to have two favorite teams. But yeah, that's my earliest memory is just sitting watching my dad um do that with his friends. Just and now we have apps and and everything to keep us in order.
0: Yeah. How do you keep track of like the PPO score like who scored a touchdown here? And like where was Yahoo, Sleeper, and all the and all these apps back when you started fantasy football.
1: I have no idea how they did it. It was just fascinating to me. And um It was really fun to watch, and it instilled uh, a love of the game more so than just the love of a team, like I mentioned.
0: Uh, Did you win?
1: I didn't necessarily play. Like, he let me, I was small. He let me, like, co-manage with him, but my dad won a lot. Um, He passed away in 2015, and then his teammates from both Fantasy Baseball and fantasy football brought like his trophies and everything to the memorial and it was so nice that was something that he was really passionate about
0: I can attest back in the back in the day uh when my when I lived just up the road in four miles I won the first two years of the Sentinel Baseball League and uh I got this big trophy and uh the guy and uh every time one of them came to my house i let her i let i showed them the trophy and 2012 2013 the only person's name on it was mine
1: well that is something that's definitely something to be proud of i mean i've won my share of leagues over the years so that's been um it's definitely something to be proud of um i don't think i'm gonna win any this year but that's okay <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, when was the first time you really paid attention to the Arizona Cardinals? Okay,
1: Um, I would probably say um, in my high school years, um, so in the 90s, late 90s, I really started paying attention to the Cardinals um, and following along more closely because at the time, It was here in Phoenix, you were either a Cardinals fan or you were going to be a Cowboys fan. There were so many Cowboys fans in Phoenix. (laughs) And I just love Phoenix. I've embraced it. I love everything about it. I always have. So I would say that was probably when I really started paying attention, wanting to go to games, wanting to watch every game.
0: Hey, I'm... Hey, I remember the Arizona Corners shocking the Dallas Cowboys in a playoff game. I'm trying to remember, 98 or 99. I don't remember That's, what year it was.
1: That sounds about right. Like, right about the height of the hysteria. And starter jackets. Everybody had to have a starter jacket, the puffy ones with the logo.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Troy Aikman was actually still playing for the Cowboys. I think Aikman... And Emma Smith, maybe even Irvin was playing. That was before Emma Smith became an Arizona corner of all things, which may have been the oddest look I've ever seen. You're probably red.
1: (laughs) Those were good times.
0: Yeah. And I know, and I know maybe one time that was better. How about in 2004? We had drafted a certain Larry Fitzgerald out of pittsburgh with the number three pick in that year's draft everybody remembers eli manning phil rivers and ben roethlisberger right when arizona corner fan like you you probably remember the fifth draft
1: fitzgerald has been um really amazing for arizona and for phoenix he's A really great human being as well as he was a great football player. It was hard to see him uh, not come back this season.
0: I mean, it seems weird not having Larry Fitzgerald on the field because I remember that playoff run when he almost single-handedly carried you to the Super Bowl making touch, leaping catches, running by everybody. And I'm like,
1: It's superhuman it's it's amazing I think he really set the bar for some of these you know younger ones now coming up that are are making these catches because he made it look easy um but obviously it's not and everybody I think aspires to be that now be that Larry Fitzgerald make those catches
0: yeah, so um, before the Arizona's run their Super Bowl 43, A, did you think the Colts would ever make a Super Bowl? And B, heading into the playoffs, did you think Arizona possess any chance of winning the NFC?
1: Um, I'll say no. I mean, it's not it, it's not always easy being a Cardinals fan. Um, and there are times over the years where it's just like, oh, but I think every team goes through that, but no, um, no, I wouldn't have expected that at all. It's so exciting though, obviously (laughs) when it happens.
0: I mean, uh, because a lot of people thought that the Atlanta Falcons would have, would I be honest. I, I, I don't know if I actually. Predicted, but I thought the Atlanta Falcons would beat your Cardinals in that wild card game. And then you played Carolina with Jake DeLone throwing like eight, like three, four, five interceptions. And then you played Donovan McNabb. And guess what Don McNabb did, except the, in all but one of his NFC title games? He lost.
1: He lost. To yeah. the
0: Arizona Cardinals.
1: I feel like, um, This happens a lot with, I I don't want to just say Phoenix sports, but it feels like it happens a lot when the city just rallies and comes around because a lot of people feel like Phoenix and Arizona fans are fair weather fans. And I don't think that's too far off. So when the city and the state really does come around and rally, we do it big. And I think it really fills the hearts of the players and everybody wants to do it
0: <laughs> I mean people may think of Phoenix as like a transient area because so many people are moving them but you know as you proved in 2008 or the Suns proved last year on their trip to the NBA finals Phoenix can be a great sports market and a A difficult place to play because uh, you you get 70,000 fans in a dome stadium and guess what? They make noise.
1: Yeah, they make noise. And I think when there is a big playoff, um, when there's a championship on the line, even people who are here visiting um, that don't live here full time, you can't help but be excited and cheer along. It's just um, electric. It's exciting.
0: Here's an interesting question. Were you in Tampa for the Super Bowl?
1: I was not. No,
0: that would have
1: been really exciting, but no.
0: Did you have, did you consider going?
1: No, the tickets, they make them so, so expensive. Um, And at the time that was just out of reach for me. But if I ever had the opportunity again, I definitely will.
0: They were, out or, they were probably out of reach because all the Steeler fans took them.
1: Probably. <laughs> it's a long way for um, Arizona people to make their way. We're not the most traveling fan base.
0: I'm just... And plus, it's not like Arizona is right... And plus, it's not like Arizona is right next door to Tampa. Would have been good for me.
1: Yes. It would have... You just walk on over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm literally two and a half hours from Raymond James Stadium. Get on I-75 and be there in no time when, when there's no traffic. But there's always traffic in Florida. So re- remembering the game, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking that James Harrison pick six at the end of South was one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. Because you're thinking you're going to score a touchdown and then Warner threw a pick six and Henderson made one of the craziest efforts running back. And then Fitzgerald actually came from out of bounds and almost tackled Harrison. I think Fitz was called for a penalty because he went out of bounds and was the first to tackle Harrison. That Was that the craziest play, was that the craziest play you had ever seen in a Super Bowl?
1: I would say so. And also because um, you get so wrapped up in the game, or at least I do. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, there's no penalty. What, what, what? Like you just get so wrapped up and you want, you want the call to go your way. That makes it extra crazy. (laughs) I mean, what about you? Was that the craziest play you think you've ever seen in a Super
0: Bowl? Uh, that was one of the craziest plays. I'm not going to say which, play. Uh, the one, actually, probably the one in, in Glendale, the previous year with that David Tyree helmet catch might have been the craziest one.
1: That was pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not
0: sure uh, if Tyree stuck the ball to his helmet with Rodney Harrison on him. And the funny thing is, I think that was that was David Tyree's last catch in the NFL.
1: Oh my goodness! No, was it? <laughs> hey,
0: hey, that's a way to go out.
1: That's memorable for sure. <laughs>
0: that's a way to go out. Yes. <laughs> so then, took a few years, but then Arizona made a run with Carlson Palmer, and guess who? Larry Fitzgerald. You beat. Yeah, you beat Aaron Rodgers. What else is new? in a in another crazy playoff game. Where Rodgers threw two hail marys, and then and then Fish scored another a game winning touchdown in overtime to send you guys on, to another NFC title game. This time things didn't go well against Cam yeah. Newton, but yeah. uh, it showed. It showed, A, Bruce Arians was a great coach. B, Carson Palmer could still possess an arm. And C, it showed that Larry Fitzgerald is an, a Hall of Fame caliber receiver because he did it with Warner and 08 and Carson Palmer.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, that was um... – It was hard to beat. I mean you didn't necessarily think that was going to be a great combination but it turned out to be a great combination and Bruce Arians is a really great coach I was actually sad to see him go
0: although Bruce Arians got his finally got a Super Bowl ring with the Bucks with Tom Brady last year so I bet that probably made you feel a little happy probably a little bittersweet maybe
1: it feels good to see the, somebody that you enjoyed watching succeed yeah for sure
0: so uh now the Arizona Corners all through 10 games all eight and two you leave the NFC West this year the question I mean I love we love Watching Kyler Murray play. I mean, he's a pinball anytime he gets the football. I mean, hey, <laughs> is there a do you think Kyler Murray plays this week against Seattle? Or will Cliff Kingsbury and Company rest him and maybe have him come back after the week 12 bye?
1: I think Kyler Murray will want to play. Um, it's gonna depend on how much they listen to him but i get the feeling just the buzz around town is that they want to wait till after the bye just to give him that extra rest um because they're playing seattle it it might not be necessary for kyler to be in although it's not a game we want to lose either um my feeling is is that he'll probably wait till after the bye but these days, it seems like quarterbacks can push back a lot. And and sometimes they get their way. They get back in maybe too soon. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I think it depends on how healthy and mobile Kyler is. Because if Kyler's not mobile in practice, you don't play. But if Kyler's feeling all right, I mean, it might also depend on what the weather is. Because if the weather's all kinds of, you know, what in Seattle, maybe mm-hmm. one plus, that's a turf field. And generally if you've got a little extremity injury, you'd probably rather play on grass because that's a little less aggravating than on a turf than on a turf surface. So
1: yeah, that's a great point. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. Less opportunity probably slip too.
0: Yeah, and plus the week tw- I mean, if you were playing the Rams this weekend or like the Dallas Cowboys, tell was playing.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm thinking, you know, being that at Seattle, they might just wait it out. There's no sense in bringing him back too early and risking additional injury. But that weather, I hadn't even thought of. That's an excellent point.
0: Yeah, no matter whether Kyler plays this week or not, uh, I'm thinking a certain James Conner might be a focal point of the offense. Yeah, how big has Connor been this year? Because I mean, what how many touchdowns he scored this year? What 11, 12?
1: Yeah, I think leading the NFL
0: and touchdowns. Yeah. Who picked James? Yeah. I want to see a James Connor lean the NFL and touchdown ticket.
1: That's it's amazing. It's so exciting. It's also really interesting um dynamic on the team, though, because we have um chase edmonds we have kirk we have connor and they all play so well together and we can't forget deandre hopkins obviously but since he's been injured i feel like the other players have all kind of rallied they play so well together and it's not just one guy out there scoring touchdowns and making plays they all um have a role and I don't know that you see that on a lot of teams where there's so many people that have pivotal roles. That's something I really enjoy about the Cardinals.
0: I also think this Arizona roster made a couple, this Arizona staff made a couple interesting decisions in the all season because they went out and got AJ Green, JJ Watt, James Conner. You, you got men, you know, mm-hmm. Arizona could put up points, but you need men in the playoffs. I mean, Look at, look at who made plays for uh, Tampa in the Super Bowl. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaquille Barrett, Nadal Kinsu, and Tony Brown. You need dudes. Yeah. Were that didn't have dudes. Now you've no. got dudes. So unfortunately, J.J. Watt may or may not be done for the season with another injury. Another
1: uh, injury.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but uh, Connor's still Playing well, hopefully Hopkins is back off his bum wheel because uh, he's a nightmare. Because talk about a tough receiver, DeAndre Hopkins go over the field and make anything. Yep. And he never drops the ball.
1: No, he doesn't. He's very reliable. He knows how to get up and make those catches. It's it's an. He's probably the most electric, exciting player to watch.
0: I think. I mean he, I think DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, there might be, there are faster receivers, but if I needed a third and five, third and six, DeAndre Hopkins might be one of the guys I want. I mean, probably Travis Kelsey, trying to think who else I want for that first. I mean, maybe Jason winning back in the day in his prime, but DeAndre Hopkins in that group because he'll run across the middle, get six yards first down, two more minutes off the clock.
1: Yeah. Yep he's gonna make the play I feel like that too well not bring Baltimore back in the picture but I feel like that too about Mark Andrews when he gets the ball like he's gonna make the play
0: that too Mm -hmm. like he'll get he'll he'll get a he'll get seven on third and six and it's like ah darn it we know we can't defend him
1: (laughs) those are the kinds of players I enjoy watching for sure yeah
0: so, uh, so now stepping away from you calling us for sec, uh, who are your favorite Week 11 DFS and fantasy players to talk
1: So I've been thinking about this, um, and now that it's been announced that Flacco is probably going to play. Oh,
0: gosh, not Joe Flacco. God. I
1: think that he should have <laughs> retired before Denver, personally, but... I think he could be a great value play for DFS. So I'm kind of excited about that to free up some bankroll there and still have a quality quarterback. He's elite. He's kind of like a little bit of a cardboard cutout these days, (laughs) but um, I think I'm going to play Flacco. Then I think um, we've got uh, Devontae Freeman has been racking up quite a few um, points yards he's in there he's aggressive not super expensive either Um, and um, I'm gonna throw in Hunter Renfro probably as well those are the three right now and then I know that I'm gonna have to spend big bucks to make up the rest of those points (laughs) what do you think
0: I got I got a couple of values for you. How about uh, Michael Gallup? Uh, can't, uh, Dallas and Kansas City games projected for fifty six points. And I don't know if you've seen the Cowboys play this year, but Dak Prescott's pretty good.
1: The Kansas City defense is not great. Uh,
0: let's just say you could do better than the Chief defense. And uh, <laughs> if Dak's healthy and Dak's can't. Dax Gap looks fine against the Falcons. I'm not worried about the Kansas City weather. I'm not worried about the Kansas City defense. I think Michael Gallup is poised for a breakout game this year. I mean, even last week with Dallas had 43-3, he got five targets. So, if the Chiefs can keep this game somewhat competitive, I think Gallup could get seven or eight tokens. and all he needs is one play, and bam, um, gone. Yeah.
1: I'm going to write that down. I'm taking notes from you now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, let me see if I can. And, uh, I, know, I know in the six-game range, we've talked about James Conner, but uh, A.J. Dillon seems seems too cheap for not just his role in the rushing game for Green Bay, but as a pass receiver. Caught a fifty-yarder last week against the Seahawks. I mean, he rushed the ball twenty-one times, scored Green Bay's only touchdowns. And uh, I really think Green Bay relies heavily on Dylan and probably a good combination of Devontae. So I really like Dylan this weekend. I'm not just saying it because I'm. My name is Dylan. I'm saying it because AJ (laughs) Dylan should be productive
1: not dylan's united
0: (laughs) if i would have been dylan united that would have been the name of my fantasy football team
1: (laughs) i love that
0: Uh, i feel
1: maybe he's less expensive right now maybe the volatility of his play maybe I don't know. That's usually the only thing I can think of.
0: I mean, Week Ten was a crazy week for value with DeAndre Johnson, Mark, and Mark Ingram. I mean, if you didn't play those guys in DFS, I'm not sure what you were thinking.
1: Mark um, Ingram, I love him. I think he is a great player. I'm really excited for him to be in New Orleans. Um, and, and he
0: broke and he broke Duke Deuce McAllister's franchise rushing yard record last week.
1: I did not know that, but I do know that he looks very happy and that's the fun part of football.
0: Let's just just say this, he's a heck of a lot happier than Brandon Cooks is right now.
1: (laughs) That's true, that's true. Yeah,
0: I'd rather play in New Orleans than uh, play with Tyrod Taylor and uh, all the other Texans, basically Brandon Cooks and, and everyone else.
1: It's rough.
0: So, uh, as I've done with a lot of my guests, I've got a fun trivia question for you. And this is Arizona Corner, related.
1: I'm terrible at trivia. Let's go.
0: What Arizona Corner receiver racked up a week one best 217 receiving yards in his NFL debut?
1: I just keep thinking about like the best players and like part of me wants to say Fitzgerald but I'm and then the other part of me wants to say Hopkins I wanted to google this but I didn't want to cheat so I'm just gonna guess DeAndre Hopkins
0: Actually, it was most receiving yards by a rookie in his first game. Most receiving yards by a rookie in his first game. You want a him? Yes. He was drafted. My guy was drafted the year before you drafted Larry for
1: Bolden.
0: Anquan Bolden. Woo! <laughs> Dang
1: it! I had to think about that one for a second. The hint definitely
0: helped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk about talk about a tough receiver. I'm not sure if anybody was tougher than And He came back in two weeks after that facial injury against the Jets. Where they, what well, looked like he was dead on the field. I'm not sure if that was Giants Stadium or MetLife.
1: I don't know either.
0: But. um, i do
1: keep seeing in the background all of your medals you have a lot of medals do you ever talk about that on your show
0: uh i might i might later this week
1: okay i'm going to tune in because i'm really interested in that
0: (laughs) i've only competed in 25 5ks make that 26 as of next as of thanksgiving morning
1: turkey trot <laughs>
0: yeah the uh gobbler 5k at my uh at uh fgc at uh fgc this uh thanksgiving
1: that's really awesome so i hope you talk about that on an upcoming show because i want to hear the backstory
0: oh i will talk about it okay thanks for hopping on kelly we wish you calling us one well And uh, hopefully, and uh, maybe Arizona makes a run at a Super Bowl in LA.